And now, I'd like to show my love by making for you a Quebec pizza. What's that? Pop tart with the ketchup. She's good. Daniel Palmer, San Antonio, Texas. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. It's showtime. This is Old School at the Movies, episode 164 for July 15th, 2018. Old School at the Movies is brought to you by the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Check out some great shows like... Uh, I haven't been on the network for a while. All Marriage of Deceit, All Beer Inside, and Tim and Tom. Welcome back to Old School to Movies, your one-stop shop for all your movie-related news. I'm your host, Mr. Old School. Before I get to the panel this week, let's get into the contact information. Oldschoolmovies.net so you can listen, download, and subscribe to the podcast. If you want to get in touch with us directly, don't be shy. Oldschoolmovies2 at gmail.com. You can tweet us at oldmovies.net. That's oldmovies, D-O-T-net. Hashtag OSATM. Our apologies for the delivery of the previous episode. As of the recording on the 8th of July, I will be releasing episode 163, which has been due since about, uh, I don't know, fucking 3 AD, something like that. So uh, a couple weeks late, unfortunately, I added some issues with my computer. That has gotten resolved and work life, blah, blah, blah. That's getting fixed as well. As of this recording, the previous episode will be out and the one you're listening to now will be out the week following. Our panel this week, Mr. Heavy Set. If there's a need for a rescue mission, when the world is threatened, when the world needs help, it calls on America. So I know who's asked to kick. I just want to be up to date with all the listeners of everything that's going on while they're listening. The, the Grey Cup was amazing. I'm, I'm happy that the Stamps <laughs> finally won the Grey Cup. It's so amazing. Yeah, NFL's back. Oh, been back. I mean, yeah. we're, we're all talking about the Grey Cup. I mean, we're talking about, like, NFL's been back for a couple months. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's good that it's been back for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are right, you ready <laughs> for some carpe diem? Dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? I was sitting back reflecting the other day about how much better this show has become since we dropped Kev Trek and Will. John Ham's cock. And- and Deren's Liam Neeson's cock weirdness that he had as well. So yeah, movies and uh, great cup. It's um, gonna be great when uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All I, right. I, I do swear to you though, if the stamps win the great cup, you call it's because you called we, it. We we well no well besides that part, the fact that after we no longer are doing CFL easy picks, yeah, wow. the the one yeah the one year we stopped the stamps actually win. Currently 3-0. Go Stamps. Yeah, all right. Let's get into the news for this week. I'm Bruce Nolan for Eyewitness News. Back to you, fuckers. Avengers Infinity War has been on Blu-ray for months now. I know, right? <laughs> and it's still I doing know. I can't wait for the uh, that Phase 3 box set to finally come out. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about the whole thing with Thanos like actually being part of the DC Universe? That was a big swear for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's too bad Marvel had to go that low to try and help out DC so they can actually have some competition. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't believe Marvel only paid five dollars 
for the the DC rights. It's amazing. <laughs> five dollars. <laughs> and Batman Didn't makes our run. Yeah. Five bucks. Bag of Doritos and a movie to be named later. Uh, as long as it's not the grilled steak Doritos for Jurassic World, because those tasted like shit. I have not tried them. They I don't, I don't know are terrible. I haven't seen those. So we had we had frosted vanilla cupcake fudge stripe. Uh, well, Keebler fudge stripe cookies. Those were okay. Well, yeah, that sounds good. I just wanted actual fudge stripe cookies, so that's what we did after that. Captain Marvel, Brie Larson. She's the one that's being casted. Any any thoughts on that? She, she's the one that's on this in cast. cast. Yeah, right. There's an article here talking about commemorating her uh, end of filming of Captain Marvel. Like, what do you think about her being casted in that role? I think for me, I don't really have much of an opinion. I think it seems to be a good casting. I did like way prior to her being casting. It was a, a big talk to have Ronda Rousey in that. Yeah. But I, I, I have no problem with the casting. And for most part, when it comes to when Marvel does stuff, I don't judge them anymore. I'm like, okay, we're going to cast this person as this. Okay, let me see what it, when it comes out because you guys have a good track record. I trust you now. Well, that's it. And I can't, I can't necessarily say it's good or bad. Like I look at her in some of these, these stills and it looks interesting. I don't know too much about the character. That's the thing. So I know she's time traveler. And there's also a female male iteration in the comics, correct? Uh, Captain Marvel's gotten her power so many ways. It's really how they go about it in the movies that are coming out. So we won't really know how she got them. That's the problem. Because in one scenario, this alien Marvel, M-A-R-V-E-L-L, right. uh, who is an undercover alien, he gets shot at. And when she's near him, she gets like the cosmic rays absorbed into her and then she becomes superpowered. Right. So that's one of the iterations. And then time traveling is new to me because the only iteration I knew is she's not a time traveler. She works for S.W.O.R.D., which is a division of S.H.I.E.L.D. in space. Okay. But there's, you know, however they're going to do it is when we're going to see it. Like Thanos in the comics, the reason he wants to kill half the universe is to bang death. I'm going to fuck death in the ass. And uh, for this, it's for balance. It's more of a despot, you know. Yeah, which I I like. I mean, I liked his uh, motivation anyways. Um, It made sense. It's kind of relevant towards, you know, some of these people who want to, the Illuminati that wants to kill off like half the world or whatever. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, Lower the population. Uh, For another time. All right. Joker origin movie. You guys hear any news about this? Joaquin Phoenix is supposed to star in this, uh, directed by Todd Phillips. Scorsese is going to produce it. Until it actually officially starts, I'm not going to believe it. Yeah. I mean, but what's wrong with the previous casting? Why put Joaquin Phoenix in this? And can he play a Joker? Eh. Well, we've never had anybody repeat the Joker role because it's apparently very consuming on the soul, according to what people say. I mean, one guy literally killed himself, you know, because of how deep he had to go into the role. And even Nicholson had told uh, him, he's like, look, this... Joker's going to take a part of your soul. Wow. Now, that's what Nicholson said to, uh, I forget his name now. Anyways, and, you know, Leto was meh at best. Yeah, I mean, Every, it, it was an interesting iteration, but I, I just, I didn't like what he did in the movie. I didn't think there was enough of him, and I don't think, I don't, like, I don't think it was his performance that was bad. It was just the character wasn't good. Wasn't he, was, he, he was more of a pure psychopath. He wasn't a terrorist, like, Dark Knight Joker. He wasn't a... Yeah, it's he was more, I think he was more cookie cutter, is what you mean, right? Well, supposedly they took a lot from many different versions of Joker, and that might not have just been good mixed together. And they also added like a more modern gangster-ish twist to it. I'm yeah, okay, I see what you mean. Not to mention, too, the long line of Jokers have been 
you know, fairly good. Even if you consider Mark Hamill's portrayal, even though it's never really, it was never really physical. It was more audio, but still, it's he killed it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's an interesting concept. Joaquin Phoenix is a good actor, so it's not like you can't pull off something like this. I just, given the history of the DC Universe recently, um, I mean, Scorsese is a big name. Joaquin Phoenix is a big name. So I think it's cool that they're attached to it. We'll see what happens. Any other news you guys want to talk about before we get into reviews? No, because we got a lot of time to talk about reviews. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got a lot of reviews to do. All right, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into it. Okay, Heavy Set has got a gauntlet of six movies. The only one to ask you don't really spoil is the Ant-Man. Selfishly, I'm going to see it on Thursday. Um, the other ones, if you want to go, I guess, you know, go nuts. But uh, let's get your gauntlet of six movies. Go ahead. Oh, gauntlet, six movies. Here's your spoiler for Ant-Man, everybody. <laughs> oh, there we go. Ah, see what you did there. First off, let's talk about the ones that me and Carp have in common. So we can go back and forth off yeah, of that. Yeah, it's a good so idea. Uh, I know Jurassic Park or Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. That was one. Correct, Kurt? That is correct. And Ant-Man was the second one, right? That is also correct. Okay, let's start with Ant-Man. Let's go into it. Uh, you start, Carp. Uh, I felt like there was a lot more comedy than the first one. It felt like they were trying to force some laughs. Was it as good as the first one? In my opinion, no. But it was just as satisfactory as anything Marvel's put out. I find that they haven't really done anything bad since the Disney takeover. So for a character that Mr. Old School specifically said was some sort of jobber nobody. I have no idea. I do not recollect ever saying Uh, that. And Paul Rudd is uh, not a good actor. No. And uh, some other other negatives uh, that he had about Ant-Man, he's he's wrong. Don't recall. And uh, he continues to be wrong because Paul Rudd does a great job again. He's wrong. He's a loser. Yeah. Evangeline Lilly, I was fairly impressed by playing the Wasp. The digital de-aging that the movies are pulling off now is freaking amazing. You'll see it when you do in the movies. Definitely going to want to check it out if uh, if you're any sort of Marvel hat fan, for sure. I give it a 3.75 out of 5. Every sec, let's get your review. I, I really did enjoy this movie. This was a movie for the first time in... God, as long as I can remember, I actually got to go out on a Thursday night to go see. So I got to get it out of the way and that actually opened up one of the movies I'm going to review later to have me able to go see that. So I do think it's right on par with the first one. It gives you a lot of comedy. It reminded me that one thing that makes Ant-Man so special, A, he does appeal to kids. I went to a eight o'clock showing and there was a good handful of kids, uh, even more than that, in that particular audience. And He's also the only superhero in the MCU that it's a very big deal that he's a father. Nobody else has that. And I think that's a charm that really lends into his movies. And I something I, I value because of it, the comedy part of it. it. It's really good because obviously when it comes to the MCU, this came right after Infinity War. And we all know how that ended. If you don't know by now, uh, snap to it and figure it out. So we had that very, very serious moment. And now... This gets to follow it up, and it's way more funnier, I think, than normal MCU movies. And I'm not counting, like, Thor. And uh, even Black Panther had a little bit more comedy than usual. but that, Or even the Guardians, I should say. It helped really relieve that pain. But then at the end of the movie, yeah, um, you get reminded where we're at. And it all it adds another wrinkle into where we're going to go forward for not only Avengers 4, but I don't. they don't really lend anything to, I think... Captain Marvel, 
I don't know how much of that's going to connect, but it's really interesting. And I gave it, I gave it a three and a half. Okay, awesome. So yeah, it's something I'm going to go see on Thursday. Looking forward to seeing it. And uh, yeah, all joking aside, I did. I do have a slight memory of uh, saying that Ant Man would be a draw, it'd be terrible, and enjoying the first one. So I have no doubt, especially with what the Marvel series has been producing, Marvel series of movies have been producing recently, uh, that it's going to be good. And you guys have just put the icing on the cake. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Jurassic actually, World. Actually, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I have the had the wrong rating up four and a half. Oh, awesome! There you go. Even more inclined to see it. Okay, heavy set. Jurassic World. Go ahead. Jurassic World. Well, that's actually the uh, part two, whatever. Jurassic World. That's no, no, no. Jurassic World. That's actually rating I had up. So, oh, okay. Spoiler. That is three and a half. I think Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom is better than Jurassic Park: Lost World, as in. It leaves you open for a third movie and actually leaves you open for a more interesting third movie than the actual Jurassic Park 3, which was caught awful. So I'm looking I'm looking forward with that. It's it did what the original series didn't and tell a complete story. So, yeah, there's actually fallout from Jurassic World to, okay. We had this park, so you have this world has just been kind of exposed with dinosaurs, and yeah, we're all greedy people, and you can see it on the trailer, so it's not a big spoiler that, yeah, there, there's selling of these animals, and there's a lot, still a lot of uh, genetic mutations of trying to like have the perfect dinosaur, and then using them as weapons and whatnot, so that it, it, it has this really big black market storyline it does still connect to the first ones of uh where certain characters are today jeff goldblum's character doesn't play a big role in this but he plays enough uh just very beginning and very end where we're going i'm hoping is going to be the end of it because i don't know if this can sustain a a universe type thing of like we're constantly coming out with jurassic park movies jurassic world uh, wherever we're going with this but a three a trilogy would be fine with me so i give it a three and a half carp your thoughts not as good as the first Jurassic World. Uh, they had a super hot scientist chick who uh, helped out the dinosaurs at one point. So that was an up for me, literally. I mean, um, <laughs> no. Nah. Yeah, not as good as the first. Uh, you know, why, why are you bringing dinosaurs to, you know, merry old wherever in, in North America? Like, stop it. No. Stop recreating dinosaurs, damn it. And then, well, what happens is, uh, I don't know, are we spoiler-free on this or what? Uh, well, just for Ant-Man, that's it. The other one, I don't care. <laughs> okay, well, you know, they get into a bidding war for the dinosaurs to sell them as weapons or genetic research and shit like that. And I'm just like, okay, this is getting a little ridiculous. You know, they create another dinosaur that never existed. You know things are going to go batshit crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you got to figure, like, what else can they do at this point? Yeah, you know? um, the you know, this sequel of Fallen Kingdom versus Lost World, uh, at least we didn't have a girl try taken out a Velociraptor with gymnastics this time. But <laughs> she did walk a tight beam to trick the new evil super dinosaur. And I, I don't know. Jurassic World was good. This was not as good. If they do not finish it a trilogy, just end it. I think that's all we really need now. It's, you know, getting to see these dinosaurs on the screen is amazing, but it's it's almost too close together now. It's Jurassic World, as good as it was, I thought they could have done something better with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So for me, it's only a two and a half out of five. But where I'll throw it is where they're leading into the third movie, if we're not doing spoilers, is, yeah. yeah we're doing spoilers, are, it's fine. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. Like, I'm just explaining, like, I'm, yeah. Since we're not doing, I mean, we're allowed to do, we're doing spoilers, uh, I should say. The fact that now we end the movie with dinosaurs, like, being on the loose. They're no longer all on the island. 
they a lot of them escaped this uh, jail, not even say jail, you know, where they were being kept on in on the states. So now they're they're let loose. And, you know, one of those last images of the dinosaurs kind of like settling around actual civilization. That should be where the third movie is. And it's basically how you stop them. Like they're going to cause some damage. It's going to be chaos and pandemonium. But at the end of the day, something has to be done. I'm hoping with how movies are done today, it's no longer, okay, one movie at a time, because really that's what killed the original trilogy, because they had a plan for the first movie. The first movie was huge. Okay, we'll do the second movie. I know the, the there's books that these are based off of, and I don't think they follow the books directly. I think they do what a lot of Hollywood does, is they, they use it for the premises of at least the first movie, then after that, they go on their own. I think they were starting to tell their own story, because obviously the third movie is just horrible. Heavy, what is next? So you've seen four more here. It's been a couple of weeks. So yeah, you've been getting getting that movie pass, the money's worth. And uh, what else you got on your list? I know Tag's one of them. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna start with Tag because basically okay. what's been going on. We do one movie a week, and then uh, from as we're recording last Saturday to the end of this past Saturday, so yesterday, so eight day time span, we watched four movies. One on Saturday, last Saturday, one on, we have, because we had 4th of July, one on actual 4th of July, which was a Wednesday, which yep. I didn't get to send you a, a picture. I went back to Valley View, the one that we all went to go see. Oh, okay. And that was, oh, that was a fun experience because I haven't been back to that one. And they've now started selling, at least I didn't, well, I didn't check it last time we were there. Um, like now they actually have food, real food. Mm. Like we didn't have breakfast. So we ordered uh, some like chicken tenders. Okay. Some and some fries, and we watched it with our other movie, and then Aunt got to see Ant Man on Thursday, and then leads us to this past weekend when we seen the first part. So I got to see like that was a huge one within eight days, four movies. We're gonna start with Tag, the one that I had pegged really high. I had this peg for my book. I thought this was gonna be in a four and a half to five star movie. My rating up front is a three star because. It did fall short, I think, with that comedy. I thought it was going to be this absolutely hilarious, in-your-face movie like The Hangover was. And it does have those moments, but most of them are in the trailer. But there's dynamics for the movie that... Do you want me to do spoilers on this one or no? Because uh, I kind of want to see it. Okay. A couple things that they don't tell you in the trailer. One is minor, and the other one has to do with the ending. And this is based on a true story. They actually have footage of the real friends doing some of these these tags in the credits. So the turn that it takes to get to the end of the movie really made me like the movie more than I thought I was. After I was like, okay, this really isn't as funny as Hangover. But like I said, I give it a three. I, to me, that's not a knock. It's you know slightly above average. I would when this comes out, I would suggest anybody to at least give it a try. I think I'd heard there might do a sequel, which I don't know how. But we'll see. But I love what they did. I mean, if they can amp everything up for a sequel, might make me like it more. So that movie went up against The Incredibles, too. I said originally that I thought Tag was going to beat Incredibles 2 in the box office. I didn't really fully commit to it. I said that. And then even when I've kind of I second guessed myself before I committed, because I know what Pixar movies can do and how great they can be. Personally, to me, The Incredibles is not high on my list. And it was really weird because I think I had seen the movie, but the day before Amanda and I, we sat down and watched it. I didn't remember like half of it. Like the opening of the movie, I was like, I don't remember this. So I swear I've seen it, but like I said, I just didn't retain a lot of it. So when we rewatched it, that kind of kept me refreshed. And then the next day we went to go see Incredibles 2. 
I give it a four. It's it's hangs up there with Pixar movies, but the the one star difference is I is what I didn't like about it compared to other Pixar movies. I think great Pixar movies they get to your emotions. They can make you laugh. They can make you angry. They can make you cry. And a lot of times, what they get you with the sadness and crying is because they take real life. They things take they, the dog and then, uh, <laughs> they, they all those memories you you have been through and they remind you of them. Coco, for example, the end of the movie. Uh, spoiler alert: the When <laughs> no, the dog lives. Grandma dies. Coco dies. Um, but whenever Miguel comes back from the land of the dead, he kills the dog, and he's singing "Remember Me" to his grandma Coco. It's sad. Like I had already seen the movie and when me and Amanda rewatched it because she fell asleep for part of it, I, I still cried. Like it's moments and emotions that they get you. A question now. Do you get more emotional for these uh, more of the animated movies than like other other real life, mo- you know, live action movies that you would get like as, as attached to? Or is it maybe it's just the uh, innocence of a, a kid movie that brings out the inner child in you or something? I don't know. I, I might be going a bit psychologist here, but I'm just curious. No, I think with animated movies, at least with Pixar, they're meant to be really good movies. Like majority of them are well written they have memorable characters, memorable lines, memorable moments. And for at least my point of view, most of the mo- the Pixar movies of the last decade, th- th- that's the purpose of them. Wally, Up, Inside Out, Coco. Uh, there's a handful of ones that I haven't seen. Uh, Toy Story three, a little bit. No, that's in the, within the decade. Yeah, Toy Story three is a huge one. Where I think with that one for me, I grew up watching that. I remember I was in school. And, you know, when the first one came out, I was a kid when the first one came out. And the second one, I was a little bit older, still somewhat attached to it. I didn't really like it as much. But when they did a really good job of the third movie and there's the moment where they're all like facing their death and you just you just think like it's over. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to watch these characters die, even though when you really think about these type of movies, that doesn't happen. But you can't think of what's going to save them. So that gets you a movie like Inside Out of giving just examples of how they get to your emotions is a lot of memories are brought up in that movie of the girl Riley. And, you know, there's a lot of like sad memories she has. And I think we've all had those type of moments. And uh, there's also like, like the imaginary friend, you know, disappearing within her memory because, you know, she's finally getting old enough to forget him. The end of the movie, I, it's not coming to me exactly off the top of my head, but I know like it was still somewhat emotional. Coco is like the top for me. That is what The Incredibles lacks. Superhero movies don't really end like that. They don't really attack your emotion like that unless you didn't see the whole thing happen in Infinity War. I'm not about you didn't actually see the movie. I'm saying you didn't see it coming. I was smiling. I was laughing because I knew that shit was coming. And I was so happy that like I was right. So it leaves you with some cool moments in this Incredibles 2. The kids play a way bigger part. So they get to do a lot more with their powers. Jack-Jack, obviously, at the end of the first movie, uh, it's teased that he has powers, but they don't find out. Like, the the parents don't find out until this second movie. And it takes place pretty much right after the first movie. As much as I like what they did with it, like I said, I give it a four. That does put it above tag for that week. But to me, like, I understand, like, why I don't like it as much as I do something like Coco, like Up, like Inside Out. Do you have any more? I think there's one more, right? Two more. Okay, go. I'll get to this next one. Uh, I'm going to jump over the 4th of July one we've seen, but the first Purge, I'm not real big on the Purge series. I've only seen the very first one that came out, and to me it was like probably how a lot of people view Saw. 
it's like, okay, I've seen one. I don't need to see the rest. I got, I got the picture. And to me, that's why I never revisited the series. But when I seen the previews for this one in my head, I was like, okay, this is it's a little bit different. And a friend of mine who was a huge into the series, I asked him his take on it after he went to go see it when it came out. He said, I love the series. That being said, watch it as an action movie, not a horror movie. Because, yeah, it's a backstory, a prequel of how they came up with the idea or how the first purge became to be. So I, I enjoyed it. Wasn't too thrilled with it. Like it was what it was. I should say in my head, one of my biggest issues with the movie, and this comes outside of the movie itself. And it's something we've talked about many times. Do people not know how to fucking act in a movie? Then this was by far the worst. We had people in front of us talking the whole entire movie. And there was like a group of, it was like a group of two. And then like a group of four. And I don't know if they were all friends or what. Then there was a group of two behind us. And I could hear a little bit chatter going throughout the whole movie. The ones behind us were, I don't know, behind us or in front of us were probably the worst. At least, obviously, what I heard being so close. But do, do people seriously not know how to act in a fucking movie? Shut the fuck up. I don't want to go with the stereotype. But really, the people that I'm talking about in this stereotype, they fit the stereotype. And that's what annoys me. And it's, granted, it's not just that. I've, some of these other movies I went to, I know there was people talking and they weren't. But the ones behind us I was, and it's something we've talked about. You know, it's one thing. When you're with somebody and you want to say something in the movie and you like, you know, whisper into their ear. So like, you know that that sounds not going too far. There's people that have freaking, I don't know how I want to describe it. It's like couch discussions where they're, they're watching it at like, they're watching it at home. And like, I can hear them one row in front of them. I shouldn't be able to hear you and hear you clearly in the purge obviously has moments where the audio within the movie is much louder. Oh, this was ample time for them to talk louder. I don't know who anybody is going to be with me on this, but I think it needs to be people need to be fucking called out for it. I'm getting to the point, maybe because I'm going to so many movies uh, within a year and everything that I get affected by this more. I'm going to start putting my flashlight on my phone on the people and I'm going to be like, you want to talk so much? Let's hear it. I'm fucking sick of it. And I mean, it, it sucks because I can't say I paid full price for these tickets because I paid I pay movie pass. And I only like even for like I was just telling a man about this. And this is something we've I've reiterated many times. If we just bought one ticket a month, we are already saving money on movie pass. Granted, it's only five cents because we pay five. Uh, I mean, nine ninety five a month and a ticket for a regular showing, not a matinee showing, but the whatever night showings, that's ten bucks. So I could already, I'm already saving money. So if I go more than once, I'm adding to the savings. So it's not like, Hey, I paid good money for this ticket, but I'm still like, I buy your fucking concessions. That's not something I'm not getting. Well, I'm getting a little bit of a discount, but that's a program they set up and I'm a frequent goer. So I'm always giving them my money when I don't have to, I could come in. I'm, I'm one of the few people that can do this. I don't need stuff when I go into the movies. Like I don't have to go buy a bunch of stuff. Like for me, my big thing is, is ICs. And we've talked about this. I'll easily smuggle in a couple bottles of water and be fine. I don't want to because I'm at least giving back to them. And I, I think that's just what annoys me. There's these people, and the average moviegoer only goes like once a month, if that. Like it's probably four times a year. And I know some of my fellow movie pass friends, we've kind of bitched about this. There's a couple that I know locally. And I know one thing that we bitched about because the big thing now is where they're doing assigned seating. So you're buying, you buy a ticket, not just to the show, like you. Like you buy a ticket to a certain seat. I've literally seen people sitting in the wrong seats. There's one per Okay. This is probably what really fucking pissed me off. It, uh, I forget what movie it was, but we were sitting in the last row of the theater. And for this particular theater, 
it wasn't one continuous back row. It was actually like the projector room was coming out a little bit. So it divided up like on one side, there was three seats on the other side. There was three seats. A lot of times I don't want to sit by anybody like just me and Amanda. We picked the one side and I had seen when we bought the ticket, someone bought one seat on the other side of the theater in that same row. We go in that woman is sitting in our seats and I, I, mean, I walk up and I go, you know, where we were both like, yeah, you're in, you're in our seats. Oh, am I in seat 16? You didn't even fucking look. <laughs> Yeah. You already knew what you knew you were in the wrong seat, but you said, uh, okay, I'll just, I'll just sit here. That's not how this goes now. And I sat there, I watched, I watched these two people in, when I went to go see the purge, they were sitting in like the second row of the actual right in front of the screen, which is like right. those seats mm-hmm. suck. Yeah. And I watched them move back a row and I'm like, okay, that ain't gonna last. I watched two people come in and be like, you know, that's our seats. They sat there and tried to almost like fight with them. Like, no, 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 these are seats. These are seats. Usher came over. And as soon as the usher came over, and you know you're sitting in the wrong fucking seat. You go, okay, yeah, I'm getting up. No, he showed them. They were trying to pull. Like, I don't know what they were trying to pull. And I watched them. No, you, this is not your seat. You're right there. Just stupidity. All right. What's the last movie? The very last movie. Won't you be I my neighbor? Saved, yep. So I saved it. The, saved the best for last because uh, I did give this a five star. This is a documentary. And I challenge anybody to go on the internet. I'm great. This is the internet. You probably can find it. Find someone say something negative about Mr. Rogers who knew him or like something negative about his past bars. I've come across. There's nothing. The guy was, was an ordained minister and then became a child uh, children's TV show host that became huge. And that launched his career and everything he ever did was fantastic. There's, videos you can find of him just like talking regularly and like he's he's such he was such a compassionate person and everybody like even they even talk about it that you know people thought he was gay nope not gay nothing like that nothing no like kitty thing ever like he always handled himself well and um i'm trying to remember if it was on the documentary i think it was that someone did like repairs on his computer and there was like no porn or what nothing (laughs) on it like this dude was real like i'll admit I was not a fan of Mr. Rogers after a certain age because it is very focused towards, you know, like three-year-olds and four-year-olds, maybe up to five. But after you, you start hitting those school years, it's not like as cool or even just like it, it just it seems very childish, which it's it's meant to be like that. But I really enjoyed it. It's like only the second documentary I've ever seen in the movies. The first one was one of those Disney nature movies, the one that came out last year, which ironically enough, they did not come out with one this year. And I suggest anybody to check this out because it'll probably end up hitting Netflix. Like that's a big place for documentaries, whether it be Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, whoever has this, I would check it out. And also fun fact, if you have Amazon Prime, last time I checked, the disaster artist was on there. So enjoy. Nice. Good stuff. It's actually on Canadian Netflix. Oh, um, disaster disaster artist. Artist? oh nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, definitely check that out. And I'm a huge Doc fan, so this is definitely on my radar, too. All right. Box office for this week. Let's get into it. Break it down. Ant-Man and the Wasp, number one this week with a weekend gross domestically of $76 million. It's got a total foreign of 85 with a worldwide of 161 on a, an unknown budget. 162 million dollar budget okay so it's essentially made its money back well no because uh, it's got to make like double no not double maybe a bit less than double uh, it's gonna it's gonna make it's, it's gonna make back. it's gonna make yeah because i mean first week it's already 160 so uh yeah it's gonna it's gonna make bank 
Incredibles 2, uh, number two with 29 million, total domestic gross of 504 million dollars total worldwide of 772 i'm guessing because it hasn't been released in certain markets because i would figure the foreign would do well for this unknown budget at the time from what i'm seeing here but uh yeah good bank for them jurassic world fallen kingdom uh in its third week made 28 million dollars with a total gross domestically of 333 million dollars total worldwide of a billion jurassic world does well on the foreign market the first purge 17 million in its debut uh, with a total gross of $31 million and a total worldwide of 41 on a budget of 13 Sicario, The Day of Solardo. Soldar, sold, fuck. The Day of Soldado. <laughs> yeah. $7 million, $35 million total domestically on a budget of $35 million, total worldwide of 43 This is starring um, Benicio Del Toro and Josh Brolin, uh, who is in everything, apparently. Uncle Drew, $6.6 million for a total domestic of 29 Number seven, Ocean's 8, in its fifth week, made $5.2 million, has a total domestic of 126 and a total worldwide gross of 236 on a budget of 70 Tag, $3.1 million, came in at number eight this week with a total domestic gross of $48 million. Uh, it's a total worldwide of 60 on a $28 million budget. Nine was Won't You Be My Neighbor, the doc we just talked about, Mr. Rogers, made $2.5 million in its fifth week of release. Um, it's up 239%. My guess is that it was a wide release this week. It's got a total domestic gross of $12 million and run off the top 10, Deadpool, Grossed another 1.6 million for a total domestic gross of 314, with a total worldwide of 727 on a budget of 110. Movies coming. Where are we at on Avengers Watch? Avengers Watch. Two billion worldwide. Yeah, 674 domestic, 1.3 billion foreign, with a total worldwide of 2.038 billion with a B. Yeah, I think it's it's the top five or top three all time now. it's number one no i thought it was still still gonna fall short of uh oh, we're talking for okay worldwide it's number one for sure okay then dom- that must be domestic domestic or maybe i just under uh domestic uh, star is star wars force awakens avatar black panther avengers infinity war wow. black oh, panther pull, black panther is pulled in 699 million dollars domestic holy shit how far is infinity war away because the, the van well uh, the thing is, with black panther black panther also had a uh, lengthier run yeah because of infinity war like it came out at least kind of somewhat re-released the week or so before it's, for some it's you know. roughly 25 million off domestic yeah but so there's three movies in 2018 uh, you know that the, are just in, in the top 11 because incredibles also made 504 million domestic so far you know what's what might put it over the mark uh oh hi mark uh avengers 4 coming out if that gets put back in theaters for like a week or so, and yeah, people possible. Yeah. Back, yeah. that could be a huge, huge uh, boost for them. And I would not be surprised if they do. I'm mean, granted, it's going to come out in August, and you bet your ass I'm buying that fucking day one. Yeah, and you and a bunch of people would actually go see it. Because, I mean, if we're going with uh, adjusted for inflation, it's still gone with the wind with $1.8 billion. Yeah, yeah, but that's I mean, when they had like two movies out and fucking well, it stayed uh, 58 weeks in the theater. That's so. also been re-released a bunch of times. So the unadjusted gross for Gone with the Wind in the 1939-1940 year era was $198 million. Holy shit. In 1939. Wow. That's it's a good gross. So 
Then there's Affinity War. And then Star Wars. tickets cost like eight cents. The original Star Wars unadjusted. 1977, $460 million. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what our current generation. Well, so unadjusted Black Panther is the 30th. And then Avengers Affinity War is 34th. Like how much the value of money's gone up over this time. Yeah, no, yeah. All right, let's get into upcoming movies, and we'll start with uh, the weekend of the 13th. The uh, the only big movie, really, is Skyscraper. This is a universal release, uh, wide release, 3,700 theaters, starring The Rock, also starring, that's all I know, <laughs> The Rock. The Rock, and there's a Skyscraper, Nef- and what? Nev Campbell. Okay. You're also oh, missing Hotel... Hotel Transylvania 3 is also coming yeah, out. That yeah, weekend. that's great. Okay, Skyscraper's coming out with The Rock. Here we go. FBI, show me your hands! You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Just a little nervous. Well, you look very handsome. I just don't want to screw it up, you know? You have been preparing for this meeting for six months. You've got this. Let me ask you guys a question. Daddy loves who? Me. Daddy loves who? Me! Me! Exactly. Daddy's going to go make that bacon. Gross. Mr. Sawyer, is your family enjoying their stay? Very much so. They're shocked you gave us the entire floor. After your security assessment, what do you think of the building? With all due respect, he's a glorified security guard. Please. The Pearl is the tallest, most advanced building in the world. You've built a vertical city, but you've brought with it every single safety and security challenge that I could think of. We thought this floor was empty. So did I. Not only have you brought them all indoors, but you've trapped them 240 floors in the air. No one really knows what would happen if things go wrong. But I'm just a glorified security guard, so what the hell do I know anyway? What's going on? The 96th floor is on fire. You're gonna be just fine, I promise you that. No, 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 no! Tell me, how much do you love your family? We're gonna get out of here. You're gonna have to tell me the truth. There's a reason they chose this building. My family is the only thing that matters to me right now. Uh, Skyscraper, a.k.a. Diehard 2018, um, starring Dwayne Johnson, Neff Campbell. Yay or nay, have you set? What is your prediction? I think it's a yay. It is a yay, because I have movie pass. Yeah, if I did not, not have movie yeah, pass, no. I wouldn't. Production budget of 125. Carp, yay or nay? Nay, this looks atrocious. It's a, it's a weak storyline. Um, <laughs> and it's just this rehashing of Die Hard, uh, the Die Hard scenario again. But, you know, I think there's an audience for it. It's going to be a nay for me. Okay. Also coming up on the week. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do the Transylvania. Go check that out if you're a fan of that. Uh-huh. On the uh-huh. 13th. What's that? Uh-huh. Are you a fan of that? It's a big movie to kind of have a sequel for a third movie. Okay. So the uh, uh, the panel has spoken. We will review Hotel Transylvania 3. <laughs> and away we go. What can I help you with, Lord of Darkness? I'm looking for a date. The date is Friday, July 13th. No, no. I want to meet someone. Understood. You want to eat dim sum. Don't you get it? I want to go on a date. I'm lonely. I understand. You want bologna. Uh, uh, too many eyes. Too few eyes. 
Not into tentacles. Dad? Hello, babies! You're stressed out from working too hard. You need a vacation from running everyone else's vacation. And I know just how to fix it. Mavis, where are we going? A cruise? Come on, there's so much to do. You could go scuba diving. Try some exotic food. Or just enjoy the view. Okay, Dad, thank you. Maybe you'll find your own fireworks on the cruise. It's not the love boat, Frank. You must be the one and only Dracula. There's something about an accent that makes a man sound so intelligent. You nailed it, honey. Best summer vacation ever. You were right, great-grandfather Van Helsing. Monsters are disgusting. They have no idea what's about to happen to them. Something about that woman I don't trust. The food here is to die for. Mm. Mm. Must have been garlic in the guacamole. Isn't that deadly for you? <laughs> Was that you? Ugh. Oh no, Blavi's gonna puke. <laughs> Not a huge fan of this type of humor, so it's going to be a nay for me. A heavy set. This on your radar. What do you think? Yep. It is because I had to watch the first one last night. Uh, Amanda wants to go see this. That's going to be the fun part. There's okay. a lot of movies coming out that you probably won't think is on my radar, but she wants to go see, so we're going to go see. So now I have to watch the second movie and the third. Carp, I'm guessing a nay. Just like a bad Adam Sandler impression. No, 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 no. Yeah. Okay, uh, Equalizer 2 coming out on Friday the 20th. Let's play the trailer. First time to Turkey. No, no, no. Long time ago, different life. Now you come back. Yes, I'm looking for something. You can find whatever you wish in Turkey. How about a man who kidnapped a little girl from her American mother? Would not be looking for such a man. Would be dangerous for you. Men like him would think that. Baby! Ah! Robert, I'm your only friend. It's great, you're helping all these random people and everything. But stay off the radar. Something happened to one of ours. So I'm obligated to look into it. Thought you were retired. Oh, I am. Just like you're dead. <laughs> yeah, what's the matter? <laughs> they knew what floor she was on. They're tying up loose ends. Exactly. She's a partner for seven years, Mac. It's a mistake to go to war with him. It's go time. They're going to war with me. 
It's go time. Whoever did this have off chart skill sets. They're with the agency. Family. You ever see Star Trek? Very good. Call 911. Go time. They killed my friend. So I'm gonna kill each and every one of them. And the only disappointment is that I only get to do it once. Seeing you carrying all those books around, I figured you for some kind of teacher. I'm a high-level paid government assassin. <laughs> Equalizer 2 starring Denzel Washington. I mean, for 63 years old, Denzel um, still looks great, keeps up. I mean, he keeps up the physicality in the role is amazing. So he definitely, dude's in shape, dude can still go. And I love his training day-esque type badass role. I really enjoyed the first Equalizer. So it's definitely going to be a year for me. I will be in theaters for this one. Heavy set, I'm guessing a nay. It is a nay because I've never even seen the first one. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's right down that training day-esque type movie, but... I love Denzel's one of my favorite actors. Him and Tom Cruise are my two, like the big blockbuster actors that I usually would go see most of their movies. And yeah, he just he pulls off the role. There's nothing original uh, in terms of, you know, storyline and stuff. It's very much taken esque, like I said, but uh, it's, a, it's an entertaining movie. It's a, I think it's a popcorn flick for me. Uh, Carp is probably going to be a nay. Uh, well, considering I went to see the first one with you, dumbass, I'm a yay. I mean, Carp's going to be a yay. And uh, Black Don't Crack, that's why. Yeah, that's well, why that's Denzel it. looks yeah, yeah. so great. Yeah, he so. looks great, man. The Mamma Mia, nope, not going to go see that. Uh, not going to play that or on, on uh, the dark web. But you're going to have to go see Mamma Mia with your mama. So I might have to. She did see the first one. Okay, that's going to be it for this week. Plugs, final thoughts. Have you set? Wrestling cheers. That's it. Check it out. Wrestling cheers. Hold on. It's wrestlingcheers.podbean.com. That is correct. That is correct. Carpe diem, uh, stablewars.com, looking for new members. We are looking for new members, and a new season will be starting very shortly. So come and get in your fantasy wrestling team. You get a main eventer, four mid-carters, a diva slash semi-active, and an open choice. Six million to spend on seven wrestlers. Uh, and you win a prize, a DVD. As well, I'll be your inside. Dot com, where we will be nom-nomming a new episode very soon. No idea what you're talking about. And uh, I want to shout out and say a thank you to Iza from All Wine Aside, who bought me a couple of t-shirts for my birthday a few weeks ago. Shout out to you. All right. So for Carpe Diem, Heavy Set, this is Old School saying thank you very much for listening. Uh, Bye. Bye. In a world full of loud movies, starring loud people. Mata! Play to theaters full of loud fans. One premise will shock and horrify the modern audience. Having to shut the f*** up. Ah, that's better. A quiet place. Psst, hey, can we get an epic ASL guy to help me out here? Perfect. Explore the near future of a quiet place. On one hand, it's a dystopia where blind aliens kill anyone who makes a sound. But on the other, it's every dad's paradise, where a father of three children can finally get some peace and quiet, with plenty of time for fishing, farm-to-table meals, and a man cave full of TVs that your kids are not allowed to enter.
Can we, like, trade lives? Please. Watch The Office's John Krasinski prove he's more than just a pretty gym face, but a wide range of pretty gym faces. With support from real-life wife Emily Blunt, the most badass female character that's also barefoot, pregnant, and not allowed to speak. But it's behind the camera where JK really shines as he makes a directing debut that's one part Ridley Scott, one part James Cameron Titanic references, and six parts Tarantino foot shots. I haven't yelled like that since Marvin Home Alone. <laughs> Prepare for an awesome original horror movie premise, as long as you don't think too hard about it, where everyone always looks like they're holding in a fart, because a fart or burp or sneeze would equal death, where footsteps are too loud, but snapping your fingers is fine, and where this waterfall lets you be as noisy as you want. <laughs> But they don't just live next to the waterfall? I mean, come on! Don't even get me started on the ending in military-grade sonic weaponry. The government's already developing it under the Denver airport. So if you love survival horror movies and feature-length ASMR videos, strap in, but carefully, because the straps can get, like, really noisy, for a film that started its life as a potential Cloverfield sequel, but in the capable hands of Big Tuna, became a really solid one-off film. I mean, come on, we don't need a sequel, unless it's, like, a super quiet Aliens. Game over, man, game over! Starring... Dunder Mufflin... Shikario... Spaceship, spaceship, spaceship! Literally turning it to 11. Oral coral. Chekhov's nail. The same aliens as After Earth, only they sense sound instead of fear. Did anyone else see After Earth? Rocket, no! And... The Quiet Game. This is a good reminder that Monopoly sucks and will get you killed in the apocalypse. As if you ever needed another reason not to play Monopoly, right? Hey, thanks for helping out, Epic ASO guy. I'm just gonna pretend that means you're welcome. <laughs>